Glory to God. Come on, glory to God. Hallelujah. Please, you may be seated. Glory to God. Can you help me celebrate PK? Glory to God. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Come on, do some more, do some more, do some more. Come on. Glory to God. Amen. <laughs> All right, you're going to celebrate Pastor Mildred in absentia. So give it up for PM in the house tonight. All right, of course, we're here. She's there. We, we had tomorrow. Have you had a great time? Now, before you see it, help me celebrate my wife one more time. Praise God. Thank you. Glory to God. Please see that. Amen, amen. I'm sure yesterday was awesome. All right. It was awesome. It was awesome. I really appreciate the privilege granted unto me by PKPM to be here at the Word Feast. I trust we're going to have a good time. Um, I mean, he's a man of faith. All right, he doesn't just teach faith, he walks by faith. All right, so when a faith man says, come and teach faith, it's not like he couldn't have taught it. All right, so, I mean, it could, you know, but it's, it's the largeness of his heart that you see. All right, the largeness of his heart, all right, to say, hey, come, come, come over. Come over, the expression of his love. I remember, you know, we got married at the Jams Base. Anybody still remembers the Jams Base? All right, so it was on a Wednesday, October 1st. All right, and PK had midweek service. You guys had midweek service. I said, no problem. Do your wedding. <laughs> I mean, it was a Wednesday. It was a Wednesday. I mean, and they, they gracefully allowed us to make use of the service, influencing church. I think you had to use another place for service or something. It was a Wednesday. We, we crashed it for us, you know. I mean, we were there, and you know the way we do our thing. Our, when they promise us that the engagement will be short, and then the engagement is long, you know, and, and he showed up, you know, him up. I mean, it's, it's largeness of heart, largeness of heart, largeness of heart. So, yeah, we've known for, before we knew Jesus, we knew ourselves, <laughs> you know, praise God. So, so good to be here. I, I mean, I appreciate it. You know, my wife and I, we cherish them, we love them, we hold them there. And once again, we thank God for this opportunity. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Can we lift our right hands, please? Say me in the name of Jesus. I declare that I have illumination, revelation, understanding. The word of God is clear to me now. Amen. Praise God. All right, tonight I'll be sharing um, what I titled the basic principles of faith. All right, the basic principles of faith. So I trust that um, it would add to what God would accomplish in this conference and that by tomorrow evening you would have received the fullness, all right, of what God intends and then you're going to run with it, all right, and, you know, do great things with it. Praise God. You know, we, we, we talk faith, we, you know, use the language very often, but there just might be that need again to remind us of what the basic principles are, okay? Just remind ourselves, okay, what, what really, all right, are the basic principles? How does faith work, 
all right? What makes it work? How, how does it work and work effectively? But I want to start with, you know, this question I have. Why faith? What makes faith so important? Why faith? One of the points there, Habakkuk chapter 2. If you remember Habakkuk chapter 2 from verse 1, he said, I'll stand upon the watch, see, you know, what he will say when I'm approved, right? And he said to me, write the vision, make it plain that he may run that reads it. But the fourth verse of Habakkuk chapter 2, Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 4, says, Behold his soul, which is what? Lifted up is not upright in him, but the just shall what? Live by faith. Again, but the just shall. So who shall live by faith? How shall the just live? Again, who will live by faith? How will the just live? Okay, so why faith? Because faith is the way of life for the just. Faith is your way of life. Faith is your way of life. In Romans chapter 1, 16 into 17. Romans chapter 1, verses 16 and 17. Paul says there that I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. 17 says... For therein, that means in the gospel, is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith as it is written. What is written? Have you seen that somewhere else before tonight? Where? All right. So let's go to Galatians chapter 3 and verse 11. Galatians 3 and 11. Galatians 3, 11. All right. It says, but that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God. It is evident, for the just shall live how? Have you seen that somewhere else before tonight? All right, you know, where I come from, when they call your name three times, you're in trouble. You understand what I'm saying? They said it the first time, then they said it the second time. By the time you hear your name the third time, aha, something's about to happen. So God went further than our tradition, all right? He didn't just say this three times, he said it four times. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35. Hebrews 10, 35. Why is faith important? Because it's how we live. It's how the just lives. Hebrews 10, 35 says, Cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which has great recompense of reward. So if there's anybody here thinking of giving up, don't. If there's anybody here thinking of quitting, don't. Bible says, don't cast away your confidence, because that confidence, that assurance you have that God will do what he promised you would bring great reward. So he says, cast not away therefore your confidence, which has great recompense of reward. 36 now says, for he has, or you and I, we have need of patience after we have done the will of God that we may receive the promise. Verse 37 now says, for yet a little while, and he that will come will come and will not tarry. 38, and that's where we're going. Can we read together? I want to go. Now the just shall leave by faith, but if any man draw back my soul. So, first time, second time, third time, fourth time, the Bible keeps saying the just shall live by faith. So, why is this topic important? Because this is how God expects you to live. All right? The topic of faith, that understanding of how faith works. So, why faith? Hebrews 11, verse 6. Hebrews 11, 6. I know we know who could quote it. Hebrews 11, 6, all right, says what? But without faith, it is impossible to please God because he that will come to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder 
of them that diligently seek him. So why is this topic important? Number one, because it is how we live. Number two, it's how we please God. Right? The word please there, don't see it as the word impress. Some of us, you know, we get into faith trouble because we're trying to impress God. All right? You get into faith trouble because you're trying to impress people. You know, you want to show them you're a faith guy. You want to show them you're a faith lady. And then you end up fumbling if you're not careful, you know, because you were trying to overdo. You understand that? So faith is not for you to impress people. No. And faith is not for you to impress God. Listen. The faith you want to use to please God, who gave you the faith? God. So you can't, you can't, you can't impress him. So the word please there, when God says he's pleased when you walk by faith, means he's thrilled. He is excited. Why? You are operating on his level. All right? God is a faith God. God operates by faith. So God likes it when you function like that. So he's thrilled. He's thrilled. He, however, expects you to grow in the levels of faith, okay? But he's thrilled when he sees you take one step of faith. Take the next step of faith. Take another step of faith. Is this getting clear a little bit? All right? So we please God. We we thrill him we excite him oh yeah she's getting it oh yeah he's getting it when we walk by faith all right so faith is how we receive from god faith is how we receive from god mark eleven twenty four says what things soever you desire when you pray believe that you receive them and you shall have them what things soever you desire you know therefore i say unto you what things soever you desire right when you Pray, believe you receive them and you shall have them. Four parts here. Number one is a desire. What things soever you desire. Number two, when you pray. All right? So most times we do number one and then do number two. You say, Father, you promised me that anything I pray about, I will get it. That's not the end of the verse. Father, I promised me that anything I desire, I will get it. That's not the end of the verse. There's a clause there. Again, it says, what things soever you desire desire when you pray pray he now says mark eleven twenty four. 24 please all right believe what believe what so it's not enough to desire it's not enough to pray it says when you pray believe you receive it the other word for receive them means take it believe you've taken it meaning when you walk away from the prayer don't walk away guessing when you walk away from the place of prayer, don't walk away from there hoping. You walk away from there believing you have what? Received it. You know the language after that? I have it. It's mine. Well, think soever you desire. When you pray, believe you have received it. I like the way it ended. And you shall. Shall is not necessarily physically speaking now. But you have to believe you receive and you shall. You believe you receive and you shall. Someone says, but shall sounds so futuristic. I agree. But the ability for the thing to come to pass is hinged on you believing you have received it. Say, I believe, I, believe. I, receive. I receive. Now, when you believe you have received, you're saying you have taken possession of the thing. But where is it? It means the angels are working. God is working. And it means also your mouth needs to be careful what it is saying. All right? Because when I believe, I receive, I can't just talk doubt. I can't go to the office and say what every other person is saying about the economy. 
I can't just say whatever other person is saying about their health. I have believed that I have received. So I say it's mine. But how do we do that? It's faith. So it takes faith to receive from God. Faith is what helps us to make impossible possible. Mark 9, 23, Jesus said, all things are possible to him that believes. All things are possible to him that believes. By faith also we move mountains. By faith we move mountains. Mark eleven twenty three. Mark eleven twenty three. Mark eleven twenty three says, therefore, all right, very, very, I say unto you, for whosoever, all right, first, you need to understand that whosoever means anybody, all right? So, whosoever will say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and then what happens? He shall not doubt in his heart, but he believes that the things he says will come to pass, he shall have, all right, we're going to get there soon enough, but so I don't spend a bit of time on it, but faith is how you move a mountain. And they're usually mountains, all right? They're mountains. Sometimes you wonder, oh, why, why are there, you know, seeming obstacles in front of us as believers? Because we're not running 100 meter, you know, normal 100 meters. We're running 110 meter hurdles, all right? Did you get the difference, all right? Hurdles means they would originally just put those things in front of you and you have to keep scaling and scaling. Jesus said you will overcome, all right? overcome overcome come over overcome it means something will come against you and you will overcome it then it will come again then you overcome and if you fall what you do get up overcome and then you hit the floor you get up you overcome but one of the ways to move mountains and bible tells us we move on because you know you could get busy singing to god you move mountains right and God really, yes, is a mountain mover, but God is waiting for who to move the mountain? You. All right? So you have to understand in the principle of faith, Jesus said, if you will say to the mountain, be removed, then the mountain will obey you. All right? So faith is how we walk. 2 Corinthians 5 and 7 says, for we walk by faith, not by sight. That, that, means, that means that we're not walking by what we see. Or walking by what we believe. And then people say, don't you see it can't work? You're not seeing it. All right? Not because you can't physically speaking see it, but you're not moved by it. Are you getting this? This is just me saying, okay, why, why faith? Why? why? Why do I live by faith? Okay? So my next point here is, what then is faith? And I just would give you one word. What then is faith? One word. Hebrews 11 and verse 1, all right? It's a whole verse, but I just want to pick one word from that verse, all right? Now faith is a substance of things hoped for. Faith is the evidence of things not seen. So if I want to describe faith, one of the ways I could describe it, faith is evidence. Faith is evidence. So many times you find believers trying to walk by faith, but they don't have the evidence, they don't have it. So it's like you're walking into a bank, all right? You don't have any account there, all right? So you don't even have any way to claim you have anything to do there. And then you tell the teller, please, I would like to withdraw X amount of money from X amount of, or from XYZ's account. And she would ask or he would ask, do you have a check with you? Once you produce the check and they confirm that the check is so, then they give you the money or move it to your account, cash, however you want to receive it. So the check you gave to them is the teller. All right? So it's like, you know, PK says, withdraw 
X, Y, Z amount of money, all right, or, you know, take this, you know, and all. He doesn't have to physically, literally, physically, humanly speaking, follow you to the bank and say, hello, manager, this is, that check represents him. The signature on the check represents his intent, his desire, all right, and his commitment to give you that gift or ask you to withdraw that money. Are you getting this now? He physically would not need to follow you to the bank to get the money. All he needs is to append his signature on that check leave and once they see and confirm that it is his, then the money is yours. So God will not and does not have to physically show up in any situation, but God, by breathing on his word, has already appended his signature that all you need to deal with any circumstance is, this is my evidence. So there's pain all over your body. You say, no, I believe I'm healed. Some of you say it, you don't even know the verse for it. You don't have the evidence. So all you say is, someone said, I think I even heard it on TV. They say it's somewhere in the Bible. All right? That's why we end up quoting and say, well, the Bible said heaven helps those. All right? So it starts saying things that are not in the Bible because you just heard someone say something. So you need to, in facing life, you need your evidence. You need your own proof that, listen, God did not just tell someone to tell me. God told me. They say, where? You say, this is my proof. So faith is your evidence. Faith is your evidence. Faith is your evidence. When you tell that symptom, when you tell that issue, that listen, I will come out of you victorious. And that thing is asking who you be, where are you from? Who gave you the right to talk like I said, I have authority from God. You pull out your evidence. You pull out your evidence. That's not when to start quoting mantras, you know, popular statements and cliches. No. That's not when. Oh, weeping may endure for the night. Joy will come in the morning. Where is it? I've been young and I'm old. I've not seen the righteous forsaken nor a seed by bread. Where is it? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. You might be shocked. We need to ask some people, where is it? So you need to know because you have to take what has been written. You know, someone said it was written so that it may be spoken. Do you understand that? It was written, so you have to pick it away from the written pages. The Bible does no good to you being just at the back seat of your car. You know, some of you might have grown up in homes where the Bible just had one space, you know, just near the rear window there, or the rear, you know, the glass there. No, it's not just something that poses somewhere. It's a living book. It's alive, it's active, sharper than any two-edged sword. So you go to it and say, this is my evidence. Oh, no promotion for anybody in his office this year. Who is he that says it and it will come to pass when God commanded it not? They say, ah, the boss said it. Or when he said it last year, he did it. It's good I wasn't here last year to hear it. You know, faith comes by hearing. Fear too comes by hearing. Doubt and unbelief comes by hearing. So be careful what to hear. Do you understand? So you now say, as much as I've heard what you've said, I need to go for my own Evidence. And the Bible says promotion doesn't come from anybody else but from God. So if God says he will promote me, they might have to remove you and bring someone else there that has to promote me. I will be, you understand what I'm saying? So you've got to understand that faith 
is the evidence. So do you have an evidence? Do you have an evidence? Do you have an evidence? Yeah, it was case surprise. I drummed that thing to our ears back in those days. You know, do you have an evidence? Do you understand it? So when you speak to that symptom, remember when, if anybody didn't need to quote the scripture, it should be Jesus Christ. And then the devil came to tempt him, and how did he answer? It is written. Jesus who was quoting. He didn't need to quote. He just said, and look my face. Don't I look like Jesus? <laughs> no, because it's not face. That's why some of you are trying to bribe God. God, see my life. I've been born again for five years. Nothing has happened. See my life. See my life. And you are angry at the person who got born again six months and is knowing how to use God's word. It's not by face. You have to go to God's word because God is no respecter of persons. But God is a respecter of faith. Did you get that? He's no respecter of persons, but he's a respecter of faith. That's why, and I love these two stories in the Bible, in Mark 5 and also Mark 10. Mark 5 is a story about the woman, you know, the woman with the issue of blood, as we call her. Then in Mark 10 is the story of blind Bartimaeus. The woman with the issue of blood, you know it. Dripping blood. It's uncomfortable. It's uh, everything. So, and by law, she should be kept away from everybody else. So this woman, against being either killed or whatever, goes through the crowd, not minding what they will say, and she got her miracle. Blind Bartimaeus, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. The crowd told him, shh, hush. All right, they said hush. But he raised up his voice. That means the shout or the noise of the crowd, their, their, their bickerings and all couldn't silence his faith. And at the end of the day, what Jesus heard was his own faith. Because sometimes you would think, the voice of the people is the voice of God. It's not always in the Bible. Genesis, that, that is not even in. What I mean is, you can't always pull out that principle from the Bible. You can't. Because everybody told him, keep quiet. Jesus said, no, come and get your healing. That means the voice of the people is not the voice of God. What hurt King Saul in his ministry? He was told to kill all the bad guys. And then he said, well, the people said. God said, I don't follow people. I don't follow people. So faith is you saying, everybody says there's a casting down. I will say there's a lifting up. They say, are you blind? Don't you hear the news? Don't you see what's going on? I don't quote that one. I have what I'm supposed to be quoting here. All right? P.K. was saying yesterday, all right, that there is news, heaven's news you need to listen to, Abby. Aha. So you stay with that. You stay with that. You stay with that. So do you have your evidence? What assures you you're going to live long? Do you have the evidence? Do you know where it is? If you don't, don't. You know, sometimes you tell people, open your Bibles. Those days we used to use paperback. Open your Bibles too. Some people will be flipping, flipping till you finish reading the place. They are still flipping. Just be humble to ask the person beside you. Bro, I know, sir, beware. Where? Where? I mean, we say Zephaniah, you are somewhere in, you know, you don't know where it is. And then they could teach you. There's something called table of contents. You go there, you check the name, it gives you the number, you look. It's, 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 this thing is easy. Just ask. Is that all right? So you're there, you don't understand, oh, evidence. That means I need to find a place in the Bible. You have leaders, you have pastors here you can walk up to. Okay, so concerning finance, I need verse. Concerning baby, I need verse. Concerning protection, I need verse. They will run you, they will be glad to help you. 
This thing is easy. And the moment you kickstart on their own knowledge, you'll be able to run on your own. But you don't have to try and impress anybody and say, I'll find it. And three weeks later, you've not found anything. Do you understand that? So, faith, faith, faith. How does this thing work? Because faith is powerful. So how does faith come? Romans 10, 17 again says, so then, Romans 10, 17. So then, faith cometh how? By hearing and hearing by the word of God. Is that correct? So, so then, faith comes how? By hearing. Faith comes how? So if I realize I'm not as strong in faith as I want to be, what should I do? If I realize I'm fearful, I'm a lot more fearful, what do I do? Yeah. If I realize I'm afraid of sickness, disease, what should I spend more time doing? Yeah. You keep having bad dreams. Maybe you're going to wake up, you know, and then you're, you're scared. Maybe my life will be cut short. You, you need to go hear more. Hear more. Faith comes how? By hearing. If faith comes by hearing, that means you could do this, you know, quick, you know, um, equation and say that means word equals faith. If I want faith for finance, what do I do? Get the word on finance. Faith comes how? Faith comes how? And hearing by the word. Is that right? So if I need faith for protection, what do I go for? Word on protection. Not provision. Protection. I repeat. Not provision. That one is not wrong, but you are dealing with the situation. Let me ask you this. Most times when you pray, why do you pray? You want to set out on a trip, maybe from here to Portacot, from here to Edo. You want to go to Ibadan, or you want to travel, you know, South Africa, you know, Denmark, somewhere, Ireland. You want to travel. When you pray, is it a prayer of thanksgiving or a prayer of protection? If it is a prayer of protection, why? Underlining that prayer most times, is fear. It is not wrong to pray. But underlining the prayer most times, oh God, keep us. May we go well. May we come back well. God, touch the turbulence today. Let it not be too heavy. God, let us be fine. And one guy who's not been to church for five years, never been born again, came there smoking and drinking, sleeps all through the same flights. And turbulence came. You were blasting tongues. And the guy was snoring beside you. Who should sleep? Who should be awake? For he will give his angels charge over you. Do you have the evidence? Do you have the evidence? Faith doesn't work because you read the Bible. All right? Step by step. So, faith comes how? Faith comes how? So, if I realize I'm becoming more and more afraid, you're having palpitations. You're, you're becoming more and more afraid. What should you do? Please, I, I know I'm talking to very enlightened people and, you know, some of you quite cerebral. Don't touch up demons. You know, it, it, it's, just, it's just phobia. I'm just claustrophobic. Just claustrophobic. Yeah. Yeah. Bro, it's fear. I just don't, you know, when I go two, three floors, I don't, uh, just, 
Sis. Not fear. It's fear. It's fear. You will not be afraid of terror by night. No arrow that flies by day. It's evidence. You have to go get the evidence and say, this thing, because this is the Bible says, neither give place to the devil. When you give him room in one area, he might get room in another area. Then he gets room in another area. Then he moves from that to your baby was running a bit of fever. Then he starts running around. And then, and then he keeps getting room. The Bible says, neither give place to the devil. Listen, God hasn't given you spirit of fear. God hasn't given you. The spirit of fear. God, God, God. You say, but God, God, the, the, the thing happening is getting closer and closer and closer. To a thousand may fall at your side. Ten thousand at your right hand. It will not come near you. All of these are things in scripture for you. You would need to read Psalm 91 like God's love letter to you. Because you dwell in the secret place of the most high. You abide under the shadow of the almighty. You will say of the Lord, oh, he is my refuge, my fortress, my God. In him I put my trust. You will say, you will say, you will say. So if I need faith, what do I do? Help me please. If I need faith, what do I do? Get the word because faith comes how? So if I want more faith, what do I do? If I want a lot of faith, what do I do? And if I don't want plenty faith, what should I be doing? So I said, why won't I want plenty faith? If you look at the way you listen to some other news and you read the word, you realize that you might not have strong faith. Right? Because you follow social media morning till evening, watch TV, listen to everything they're saying, and you say what they said with so much authority that you are not confident in saying what God said. But you quote them with so much, they said, in fact, they said, then they said, then they said, then they said, then they said, and you've not even said God said. Check it, check it, check it, check it, check it, check it. So if I want more faith, I go for more word, right? So 1 John chapter 5 and verse 4. 1 John 5 verse 4. 1 John 5 verse 4. I like this verse. I love this verse. 1 John 5 4 says, For whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. Is that correct? Whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. Is that correct? And this is the victory that overcomes the world. What? Faith is a victory that overcomes the world. Faith is a victory that overcomes the world. Faith is a victory that overcomes the world. That means if I have faith, what would I have? Victory. If I want faith, what do I get? So, word equals faith equals victory. So, if I want victory, I get word. If I have word, I have faith. If I have faith, all right, so reverse. No word, no faith, no victory. Did you get that? So no word, no faith, no faith. But, but I want victory. What do I do? Get the word. Get the word. Get the word. You've been giving and giving and giving and giving and giving and giving and giving. And then the devil keeps harassing you. You have given again. See your life. Stupid, stupid, stupido, stupido. Nonsense. And then, and, and listen, if you don't deal with those stores, they could affect your harvest. All right? So God wants to bless you, empower you, you know, position you. But the other can say, ah, try it again. See, see, see your life, see your life, see your life. You go to the word. So you're sitting in the morning and the evening, so it again. God makes all grace abound towards you. That in all things, you, you go to the word. Then you have faith so that when the devil speaks, tell him it is written. 
It is written. It is written. God makes all grace abound. It is written. They that so sparingly will reap sparingly. They that so bountifully will reap sparingly. Satan, I have sown bountifully and I'm going to reap. Because don't just give, receive. All right? You keep the circle going. When you give, you receive. To give, to receive. To give, to receive. To give. So don't just brag about the giving. Celebrate the receiving. Do you understand that? Now, Bible says it is more blessed to do what? Give than to what? Why is he more blessed to give than to receive? When you receive, the circle stops. It's like harvest. When you harvest it, that's the end. But when you plant it, you engineer it again. To get a harvest, then it stops. Then you plant. To, who got that? So the more you enter the process by giving, you are continuing the engineering. So you enjoy to receive, but you love to give. You enjoy to receive, but you love to give. So when the devil comes to whisper his funny thoughts, you tell him, no, this is what the word says, and I believe it. Oh, good measure, pressed down, shaking together, running over. Well, man, give to me. From the north, south, east, and west. You understand what I'm saying? Because, say, I have evidence for what I'm doing. So if I want word, if I have word, rather, what do I do? I have faith. Then if I want more faith, what do I do? Get more word. And once I have word and faith, what's next? Victory. Victory, victory, victory. Praise God. How does faith grow? How does faith grow? One of the points I I am overlooking, because I know you would have learned it, is that every believer has faith. Right? Romans chapter 12, verse 3 says the fact that God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. Every believer. Right? How does faith grow? Jesus told the disciples, hey, whoever offends you, seven times, seven times you, you, you forgive him. They say, hey, that's heavy, your Lord. Increase our faith. And he could have just said, receive faith. And because Jesus said it, they would have received. But in Luke 17, verse 5, Luke 17, verse 5, the apostles said unto him, Lord, increase our faith. The next verse, what does it say? And the Lord said, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you will do what? Say to the sycamine tree, be thou plucked up by the root and be planted into the sea, and it will what? They asked him to increase their faith. He asked them to use their faith. So the way faith increases is by use. All right? So you feel like, oh, but I don't have as strong faith as PK. Keep using it. PK didn't have this amount of faith 20 years ago. All right? But it's exercised. It's exercised. God gives us the same amount of faith. But be encouraged. So God puts you in a church like this to see faith work. So when you see it operating, you're encouraged to say, now I see that this thing can work. So you grow it. You don't go into the gym and then pick you know, some dumbbells that are way higher than what you've tried to use before. They will start you out on something small. And then you pick up from there. And then it's the same set of muscles you walked in with. But they are now developed. They are now empowered to do more. Same with your faith. Same with your faith. Kenneth Copeland said it takes the same faith to get a pair of shoes to get aircraft. The man talking understands the... <laughs> I mean, he has given out over 26 aircraft. So... He knows what he's saying. He says it's the same faith. You know when you hear that, he said, Nah, so. Nah, so. But he kept working his faith. He kept 
working his faith. Even when they had bills to pay, he kept working it. Even when it was a coffee pot they used in cooking food, he kept working his faith and working his faith and working and working till the faith seemed huge, till the faith seemed big, till the faith seemed strong. So the way your faith will grow is by use it. Use your faith. Use your faith. Now something quite interesting. Faith must be in two places. Hope the points are not too many yet. It's a word feast, have Faith must be in two places. Two places. Two places. Number one, your heart. The other one, your mouth. Faith must be in two places. Faith must be in two places. Your heart, your mouth. Listen, what is being taught is so simple that if you're learning faith for the first time, you can catch on. You just catch on. Faith will be in two places. Heart, mouth. Why are those two important? Because many times you find most of us talking faith and nothing is happening because we're using mouth, there's no heart. Then some spend a lot of time in the world so their hearts are full, but they are not releasing it so there's no power. So those that talk word without having their hearts full are like people who have gone. They pull the trigger, but the barrel is empty. There's no bullets. So you're shooting nothing. They're just talking, 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 talking. They say, but I've been talking for three days. Nothing has happened. Check the heart. All right? Check the heart. And then if you, your heart is full of faith and then nothing much is going on, you might be the guy who has his gun loaded but he's not pulling the trigger. So faith has to be in two places. So if we say faith has to be in two places, from what we've learned tonight, what is faith? Or how does faith come? Hearing what? So if faith has to be in two places, it means that the word has to be where? In your heart and your mouth. Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10. Romans 10, 9 and 10. Romans 10, 9 and 10. Romans 10, 9 and 10. All right? For if you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be what? Notice the two places. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Verse 10. For with the, can we read 10 together? Let's go. For with the heart, man believes unto righteousness. And with the mouth, confession is made. Let's take it again. One to go. Indulge me one more time. Let's go. For with the heart, man believes unto righteousness. And with the mouth, Two places, the heart and what? This is how you got born again. But the word salvation there is not just I'm born again, I'm going to heaven. Thank you, sir. It's the fact that I am now, you know, oh, God has saved me from what? It's not just from hell. He saved me from the power of the devil. Did you get that? That means he saved me from sickness, from poverty, from everything. But the key is you believed in your heart. And then you what? Confessed with your mouth. So that's the key. Many times we say things, but we really don't believe them. And if they don't match up in the two places, nothing's going to happen. Because faith must be in the two places. Number one place. Number two place. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13. Second Corinthians 4, 13. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13. All right, let's read together. One to go. We have in the same spirit of faith, according as it is written... I believe, therefore have I spoken, we also believe, and therefore what? 
What did you notice there? I believe, therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore, does it sound like Romans chapter 9? I mean Romans 10. All right, with a heart you believe, with a mouth you confess. Here again it says, I believe, therefore have I spoken. We also believe, therefore. So you don't, you don't because people are saying, oh, I'll be rich, I'll be rich. That's what they are saying. Let me be saying it. Now, if you keep saying it, it can register in your heart. Let me not get ahead of myself. I'll be there in a few seconds. Maybe a few minutes. All right. So faith has to be in two places. Your heart, your mouth, your heart, your mouth. Mark eleven twenty three. 23. Mark eleven twenty three. 23. Are you there? For verily I say unto you, that whosoever will do what? Say to the mountain. What is he saying to the mountain? Be removed and be cast into the sea. Let's keep going. And shall not doubt in his heart, but believe that anything he says will come to pass. He shall have. So you'll notice the word say appears three times there. You could count four, but let's remove the first one. Verily I. So Jesus is talking, so let's not count it. So let's go. Whosoever shall say to this mountain, be thou removed and be cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but believe that whatever he Say it, shall come to pass, it shall have whatsoever he. That means you need to be a very loquacious person. Talk a lot. But you're not supposed to talk gossip talk. You're not supposed to talk who got married and who didn't get married. You're, you're, listen, all those things, they don't bring anything to you. But you're supposed to spend time talking. Genesis chapter 1 from verse 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep, yeah? And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the water. You have to follow me to get it. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was without form and void, yeah? And darkness was upon the face of the deep. Is that true? And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the water. Then God said, yeah, but wait. All right. So God said, Michael, Michael, help. God said, Michael is so dark. If God said it is dark, God would have established darkness. Listen, God saw darkness. So those of you that like to say, I'm a realist. I'm a very serious realist. As, as, as it a be, as why they talk, as it a be, as it a be, as it a be. Listen, 12 guys were sent out to spy the land. 10 of them came back like that. See, we, all this faith talk, we know they understand. As I see and as why they talk. God said they came back with evil reports. That means saying what I see can be evil report. Is it deny what you saw? No. Say what God said. Jo- Joshua and Caleb, Joshua and Caleb saw the same thing, but they said, we're well able. These guys are bread for us. They saw the same thing. They saw the same thing. No wonder in Numbers 14, 28, God said, as you say in my ear, so will I do. Do you understand? They said, ah, we're going to die. We're going to die. We're being realists. No. So God could have said, hey, see darkness. See darkness. See darkness. God said, no, let there be light. Because you are not to say what you see. You are to say what you want. Did you get that? You are not to say, I, I see, yeah. Question, is what you see what you want? If the answer is no, then don't keep establishing it. Isaiah 53 from verse 1 says, Who has believed our report, and to whom has the arm of the Lord 
been revealed. So God said, you are healed, you are healed, you are healed. Did he say that in the word? Yeah. Then Satan says, I'll kill you with sickness. I'll put this in your ovary. I'll do this. I'll do that. You are the guy in the middle. You are the person with the um, um, gavel. You are the one to slam and say, oh, this is my judgment. I am healed. I know you want to sing, Jehovah has the final say. Who has the final say? Jehovah, Jehovah, then you turn. Jehovah, Jehovah. Jehovah, who has the final say? In his final say, said you will have whatever you say. Thank you, sir. For verily, I say to you, that whosoever will say to the mountain, be thou removed and be cast into the sea, and will not doubt in his heart, but believes that the thing he says will come to pass, he will have what he says, not what God said. Verily, I say to you, Whosoever will say to the mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but believe the thing he says will come to pass, he shall have whatever he says. Did you get that? So Jehovah in his final say, said you will have what you say. This is the more interesting part. He said you will have what you say. If you don't have what you say, he didn't have what he said. He said, you will have what you say. That means if you don't have what you say, he didn't get what he said because he said you will have what you say. Did you get that? Would his own words fail? But he said you will have what you say. That means the faith with which you should speak to the mountain is not your own faith. You will talk to the mountain because the person that said I should talk to you, his words cannot fail. And he said, I should say. So it's not, do I have small faith? Do I have big faith? I am riding on the faith of God. For I've been crucified together with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life that I live now in this flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. He said, I'll have what I say, so I'll have what I say. Say, I'll have what I say. Say, I'll have what I say. I believe this conference will change your words when you're done. You, you don't keep quiet. God didn't see darkness and kept quiet. God saw darkness and said, let there be light. He said, he said, let there be light. He said, he said, let there be light. He said, he said, and he kept on saying. And Bible said, God said, and he saw. God said, and he saw. God said, and he saw. God said, that means when you see. I mean, when you say, rather, you see. But you have to, watch this, see, to say, to see. Did, did you get that? You have to see the word, then you say, then you see. So many of you are trying to see, then you say. No. Thomas said, if I see, Jesus said, no, no be so. <laughs> no be so. You have to believe before you see. So you see, then you say. Then you see. Do you understand that? Because the power of faith 
in your heart and your mouth is effective. Oh, it's effective. It's effective. It's effective. It's effective. In Romans chapter 4 and verse 17. Romans 4, 17. The, the power says that it is written. I have made you. God in Telegram, I will make you. The final thing that gave Abraham the baby was change of name. God, God caught covenants. God did a number of things, you know. Abraham wasn't getting it. God said, one last thing I'm going to do for you. I'll change your name. No longer will your name be Abraham. I mean, Abraham. Your name is now going to be Abraham. For a father of many nations, I have. Not will. Not will. Not will. The same way, oh God, you will heal me. Mm-mm. 2,000 years ago, by his stripes. So you need to note the tenses in the Bible when you read it. Don't say, God, you promised to heal me. He didn't promise to heal you. Someone cannot give you money. Then you call him and say, where is the money you promised me? He did it. So you go to God and say, you've done it. So I stand on the evidence, this evidence of what you have done. You've, You've done it. But watch what God did to Abraham. God told him, I have changed your name. I, I hereby change your name. You have, you have a new name. He said, yes, sir. But what was God doing? He would have to announce to everybody in his house, my name has changed. What was God doing? Faith comes how? So every day they'll be calling him master. And in Genesis um, 14, when he went to rescue Lot and them, you know, Bible said he had 318 soldiers that were born in his house, servants born in his house. 318 plus mother plus father, that's almost like a thousand people. So imagine 1,000 people every day, half of them or a quarter of them every day calling your name, Abraham, 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 Abraham. What was God doing to him? God was re-engineering his DNA. Because faith comes by hearing. If they say it can't be done, I say, no, I'm going to meditate on it. This book of the law will not depart out of my mouth. I will meditate on it day and night. I would observe to do according to all that is written therein. Then I will make my way prosperous. They said it's impossible, but I'm going to get it done. In my strength, I can't. But the more I feed on the word, feed on the word, feed on the word. I'm a mother of babies. 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 I'm... You, listen, you are not saying it so that people can hear. You are saying it so that you, you can hear. Because if they hear and you don't hear, nothing will happen. Did you hear what I said? If they hear, you are saying it so that they can hear. They say, ah, that sister is very spiritual. It is not, there's no award though. You could lock yourself up for an hour or two. Enter the restroom every, every two, two hours if you can. I'm a mother of babies. You're talking to yourself. You're talking. You're talking because you like Abraham. You don't have people that will be calling you. Alright? So you call yourself. You call yourself. You call yourself. You call yourself. But there's a key there. God said in that Romans 4, you know, 17, that a father of many nations have I made you. Watch this. Okay, before him, whom he believed, even God who quickens the dead and calls things that be not as though. When faith resides in your heart. Now, when you talk the word, sometimes you think that immediately it changes the situation, but most times it changes you first. From, ah. I'm sick, oh, I don't know how he's doing me. I'm sick, oh, I don't know how he's doing me. You start saying, by stripes, I'm healed. By stripes, I'm healed. By stripes, I'm healed. One confidence starts climbing inside you. Something starts happening inside you. You know that feeling? Keep at it. Don't stop. Oh, but should I remove my drugs? No, continue. It doesn't disturb your faith. 
where the problem is is because you are taking drugs, you ignore your faith. Use it. Continue. By straps. Something just happens to you. Just happens to you. Just happens to you. You now still just realize I'm getting healed faster than I used to get healed before. Something's growing inside. Keep at it. Keep at it. It's growing inside you. All right. So it says faith. So there's a part of confession that changes you first, but there's the other part of it that changes the situation. So it says God calls things that be not as though they were. God calls things that be not as though they were. Quick illustration, if you don't mind. Sir, please, can you come? No, just here. It's okay. Sorry, sorry. Why is he here? When? Sorry, please go to your seat. Okay, so you know I'm joking. Sir, please come. Why is he here? Okay, so please go to your seat. Don't sit down. We're there. What does faith do? Romans 4, 17. Faith calls things that be not as though is he here? Where is he? Where do I want him? What do I do? So in Genesis chapter 1, there was darkness here. Was there light? What did God do? So there's no promotion yet. There's no baby yet. There's no accommodation fee yet. There's nothing happening yet. So we cry. It's not here. It's not here. It's not here. The thing is waiting for you to do what? So you wake up in the name of Jesus. I declare things are working for my good. In the name of Jesus. I declare. I declare. I declare. So we spend time crying over what is absent. But faith calls things that be not as though they were. Now, the moment I called him, he didn't fly here. He took steps. Those steps might be hours. Those steps might be days. Those steps might be weeks. Those steps might be months. But the moment I call, he starts coming. You say, God, I've not seen it yet. Angels are working. God, I've not seen it yet. The Holy Ghost is touching people. God, I've not seen it yet. Things are happening on your behalf. Thank you, sir. Things are happening. Things are happening. You know, James chapter 2 said that your tongue is like the rudder for a sheep. You know, you know a sheep. A sheep is not a boat. A sheep is big, right? So what controls a sheep? But let's do something we understand. Trailer. The steering wheel of a trailer, is it as big as a trailer? It's as small as the one for a car. But the trailer is big. The steering wheel is small. The trailer is big. Steering wheel is small. The trailer is big. Steering wheel is small. You say, but my problem is very big. The steering wheel is very small. (laughs) Your tongue. Your tongue. Your tongue. So James says, your tongue is like that steering wheel. It's like that steering wheel. So you you say, my life is going this way, but I want it to go that way. Bro, stare at the car. Stare at the car. You keep talking. 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 You stare. You say, but it's not going. Even so, the tongue is a little member boasted, you know, um, I, I think it's a verse before that talks about a, a sheep. Thank you. Verse 4. Behold also the sheeps, which though they be what? 
so great and are driven by what? Fierce winds, but they are turned by a very small helm wherever the governor, meaning the driver is in control. You are the driver. Poverty staring you in the eye. Looks like your cousin, second cousin, uncle, daddy, mommy. No problem. Stare yourself out of there. Christ has redeemed me from this curse. I don't have a business with this thing. Stare it. Stare it. You talk your way. Talk your way. You now say, but I've been talking it. Have you ever, have you ever talked? I have, I have abundance. I have abundance. And the week you said it was as if money said bye-bye to you. Have you been there before? You say, hey, the day you say, I'm healed, I'm healed. That evening. <laughs> Relax. Affliction arises because of the word. The thing is trying to harass you, but you stay there. So there's a car. If a car wants to turn, you know, a car will just... Yeah? But trailer. Trailer wants to turn here. It starts going that way. He says, hey, bro, where they go? Are they come? Are they come? Are they come? Why? It's gaining enough angle to make the navigation, Yeah? So no matter how horrible and negative the circumstance is looking, don't stop talking. Don't stop talking. Don't stop talking. You say, but I say it and it's getting worse. Keep moving. It's just a trailer looking for a better angle. 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 Do you understand that? Listen, God is waiting for you to say something. God changed things by speaking. Jesus spoke by speaking. I mean, change things by speaking. God expects you to speak. A good man. Out of the good treasure of his heart to bring forth good things. Death and life are in the power of your tongue. Death and love will eat the fruit thereof. If I want a great 2021, what do I do? Is it only about speaking? No, but speaking has a lot to do with it. All right? In addition to speaking, there will be actions. It's called corresponding action. Setting steps. Some of us talk more, but we're not doing the things God told us to do. All right? So you have mouth faith, but no action faith. But the four friends that brought down, you know, those guys that brought down their friend... The Bible said Jesus saw their faith coming down. Do you understand this? Always speak. Never stop talking. No matter how bad, no matter how tough. Faith comes by hearing. So when I have word, I have faith. When I have faith, I have victory. No word, no faith. You learned something? We know you've been blessed by this message. To order a copy of this message or any of our messages, you can call us on 080-777-14411 or 080-777-14412. Or you can visit our website on www.davidschristiancenter.org. David's Christian Center, home of victorious people.